Go. Hey, hello and welcome back everybody and back to episode three of the Kubuntu podcast. Great that you could join us. My name is Rick Timmis. My name is Ovidio Bogdan Florin. My name is Aaron Honeycutt. Hey, good to have you with us, guys. Nice hats. Nice hats. Um, we'll, uh, we can have a little bit more of a chat about that in a minute. So let me explain to, uh, to, the, to the viewers that are joining us or joining us on the podcast uh, what we're going to be doing in tonight's show. Uh, so uh, uh, Video and uh, Aaron are just back from Academy. Uh, that took place in Spain, and they're going to tell us a lot more about that. Uh, got a little bit of an apology from Ronnie at Full Circle Magazine. Unfortunately, um, circumstances have taken it that Ronnie can't make it to be with us here for this show, uh, but we have rescheduled that for September. So in September's show, we're really hoping that Ronnie can join us and tell us uh, more about Full Circle Magazine. So... That's going to give us more time to focus on all the good stuff that's been happening in Kubuntu and KDE over at Academy in Spain. So um, I'm just trying to think who to start with, actually. Maybe I'm going to start with a video for tonight and uh, to, to kick off there. So uh, Academy, where was it held? What was going on? And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your experience there, Ovidio. So uh, should I start explaining again what uh, Academy is? Well, maybe tell us where it was, first of all. Okay, uh, Academy took place this year in uh, A Coruña, Spain, which is, uh, is in the far, in the upper, let's northwest of Spain, uh -huh. right, right at the edge of the country. Uh, that's, where, that's where it took place. I don't know how many people were there, but there were qu quite a bunch. Uh, I approximate from the group photo, I don't know, 50 or more, more than 50, and that's only in the group photo. Uh, people came and left before and after the group photo, so yeah, at, at least one or 200 people. Okay, 200 people, so it sounds at like it was, so it was busy, yeah? Quite busy, yeah. Okay, uh, I want to show you guys this hat. It's an awesome KD hat, which I bought from uh, the booth at Academy. It's great, great quality. Nice. Awesome KD logo. And I'm really bad, sad, because I, I haven't got one. I, uh, can I get one online anywhere? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just have to find the site. I don't remember the name of the site. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. And uh, from there, anyone can buy hats and uh, even some other T-shirts or other goodies that were on sale there. Okay, that sounds really good. That sounds really, really good. So, good stuff. Okay, Koki. And uh, so, um, how did you get there with you? Did you drive or fly? Well, or? Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to get uh, funding from the Ubuntu community. And... Uh, from that funding, I went together with my brother to Academy. Uh, we traveled by car, then by plane, then by plane again, then by taxi. And eventually, after about, I don't know, 12 hours, we got there. So we, wow. had, to, we had to go from, my sit, from Arad to Budapest, from Budapest to Madrid, from Madrid to Acoruña, and from Acoruña airport to the hotel. 
So it was quite a long trip. Uh, we arrived at around midnight at the hotel. Wow. Okay. So um, so now everybody so was partying there. When we got there, everybody was gathered around uh, outside and with beers and all kind of other drinks, and they were discussing everything from so Kubuntu and KD related to non-related. Was it a good party? Was there, were there some good parties there? Did you have some good parties? Well, there were quite a bunch almost every night. Uh, so uh, the hotel where we stayed, is the name is uh, Rialta, uh, had uh, five or si no, six buildings uh, okay. besides the main building. Uh, and me and my brother and many other developers were in the first building. Aaron was in the third, I think. Yeah, the third one. And I don't know, I think we took almost half, at least half of the hotel, if not more, only for uh, only for Academy. So, uh, at each, uh, in each building, and the, at, on each floor, there was a common room. And in building one, floor one, common room, we used to call it 1.1, uh, the room 1.1, building one, floor one. Uh, every night, there was a party. People came there with laptops and a lot of beer and wine and I don't know what other drinks they bought. So they oh, cool. coded. They coded, they programmed uh, until they couldn't program anymore. Wow, okay, that, sound, that actually that sounds like pretty good almost every night. <laughs> okay, so 12 hours for you to get there, rove late on the Friday. Now, of course, obviously we're traveling from uh, the eastern side of Europe. But uh, Aaron, you were uh, you had to get yourself across the Atlantic, uh, coming all the way from Florida. Is that right, man? Yeah, that I I only had to drive to the airport in Miami and then fly like eight hours to Lisbon, and then from Lisbon take another plane to La Corona for an hour and a half. But I left at like Friday at five o'clock my time, five p.m. Okay. And got there Saturday, I think 11.30, somewhere in the morning, which they would not let me check in at that time. <laughs> oh, because you were a little bit too a little bit too early. Was checking in, check in in the afternoon? You have to wait till the afternoon to check in? I think it was at like 1 o'clock, the check-in. Mm -hmm. so the schedule was pretty weird. I don't, I don't know. They let me, they let me uh, keep my suitcase in the office, so I just went to the venue. <laughs> And they came back around eight eight o'clock, I think, around there, nine o'clock, and then just checked in then. Cool, cool. So you miss, so you missed Friday's party then, Aaron. You weren't quite there to to uh, to get involved in the first party. Were you pretty tired? Uh, because obviously the time zone changes for you uh, <laughs> will be quite significant. So it kind of throw all your body clock out of sync, or did that not hit you till you got back? It it got me off a little bit because I had woken up at six o'clock in the morning on Friday and then I didn't go to sleep till Saturday at like nine yeah. their time. He had some so jet like, lag. I had like <laughs> You're caught had, on camera, man. Caught on camera snoozing, look at him. <laughs> yeah. I had like two hours of sleep over thirty six hours, something like that. I did not want to sleep anywhere. Except, I guess, there. Okay, so I tell you what, guys. Uh, 
before we get into the details of what's been going on and who was there and some of the other stuff, just off pat, give me marks out of 10, starting with you, Aaron, marks out of 10 for your experience at Academy. How many did you give it out of 10? It's over 9,000. Over 9,000 out of 10? Oh, oh, my joke. That that's like even that's even like more megalomanic than Spinal Tap turning the amps up to eleven. Okay, and Ovidio, so uh, how out of ten, how many are you going to give it? Yeah, I can't beat Aaron's score, so. <laughs> so you're gonna have to go the same way. Well, I I have to say, so I I was following uh, you guys obviously in our, uh, our in our Telegram channel which we're kind of just getting into getting that working at the moment and seeing what when I had this real sense of what was going on um, with you know seeing different people chatting and making things and I just felt so left out I just thought you know why have I not planned to get myself organized uh, to be there and uh, to get over to Academy so uh, so you guys are gonna have to tell me a little bit more about uh, about what was going on so uh, so what what's what's the main themes of what of go of uh, that's going on there? What's sort of happening on a day to day basis? How does it function, a video? Okay, so academy uh, is structured like this: the first the first two days of academy is just talks. People present uh, the current state and the, some future planning of a of a few projects. How many we can fit in two days? Uh, that's for the, just the, two, the first two days. And then after those are done, that's usually Saturday and Sunday. And after those two are done, following our five days of BOF meetings, BOF, Birds of Feather, uh, these are meetings where developers m come together to talk about a specific topic. They want something that they have in common. For example, we, we had BOF on translation, we had BOF on plasma, we had BOF on KDevelop, we had BOFs on uh, visual design, on uh, KD Evolve, on legal and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, okay. And uh, according to tradition, uh, since some time ago, uh, there's there started a new tradition uh, during Academy, one or two days they are reserved to be Kubuntu days. So or so days in which people gather around to talk about uh, how is Kubuntu going on, how are they working, how are stuff continuing in Kubuntu. And this happened, uh, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, Wednesday and Thursday? Um, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday, because Tuesday was the day trip. And were those full days? Oh, Wednesday so two, was two two full days dedicated to Kubuntu. We yeah. had yeah, we had a room dedicated for a few hours to just actually, Kubuntu discussions. Actually, kind of a day and a half because Wednesday only half a day was reserved for boffs. The second half was the day trip on Wednesday. Excellent! Uh, Whoa, that's so, that's really really cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is how uh, Academy is structured. Uh, usually there's also some day trips from what I understand uh, and besides that people can just gather around and go visit the place for example we had the free entry at some of the museums in Akurunia 
I didn't visit. I wanted to code, so yeah. So now, obviously, it's not all. You know, so we've got the birds of a feather meetings, but it's not all partying and uh, ha and having fun and so on and so forth. Because there are some serious. Uh, well, there are many serious aspects to bringing all the developers like together so like this. There's something I didn't mention. Uh, so yes. on uh, room one dot one, so first building, first floor, common room, people came with laptops and drinks. But in room one dot two, that's building one, second floor, common room, people just came with laptops. So in, in the first building, at least that's where I was. Uh, at least in the first building. Both rooms was were full with of people with laptops coding. In the first floor, they was they were also partying, but on the second floor, they were just coding. That and so, what I said about this this was after the whole day finished. So this was only during the evening. So how's that coordination working then? I mean, well, better question. So on the uh, on one of those floors, just choose one. How many people? In that room, coding. Guess rough, rough estimate. At least twenty in each. So, how is that group of twenty coders who have just arrived together? How are they coordinating to be able to work together? Are they are they, they working on they a gather, sprint or a... smaller groups? They gather in smaller groups, and if if there's a group in this corner, there's a group in this corner, and they each work on their own thing. The problem was that in that in both rooms we had only four or five power sockets and we had to switch. I know one night me and uh, Jonathan were just switching back and forth to see outlets who has the more charge in their battery. <laughs> uh, do you know, I mean that so what so during those coding sessions what kind of things were getting done was it bug fixes or new features or Basically, just continuing what they've talked on buffs. So the buff was uh, the buff had a room in the university allocated for a certain amount of time. After that, people would go around, go to other buffs to talk to other people about other projects. But uh, after the day was finished, uh, we would just gather around in some place. Not everybody gathered in the common room. Some people coded outside. Some people just stayed in the room. Uh, in their rooms, uh, and after in the evening, either they had fun and started uh, communicating and socializing with people, or they just continued working on their projects. What they couldn't really do during the buffs, because then only we mostly talked about, okay, this is the current status, these are the problems, this is the, our roadmap. How are we handling this, and how are we going to work? What's most important? What's the direction we want to go in? Ah, okay, right. So, so, so somebody is coordinating, basically looking at the roadmap, taking, a, you know, let's say it was um, uh, Amarok or Dolphin or something like this, or KDevelop, for example. So, well, did did I know you're a bit, you're very keen on KDevelop. Did you yeah. uh, did you attend the KDevelop buff? Did you get involved with the development team at all, or did you? Of course, I couldn't miss that. So tell so let so let me just get into the detail about that a little bit. So is there a roadmap for KDevelop and and what how did you as a group decide what you were going to work on and what did you work on while you were there? So while I was there, I met finally face to face. Uh, not there were I met more, but two people who I want to mention were are uh, Million Million Wolf 
and Aleish Paul. I've met them both for the first time, and awesome guys. They're, they're awesome guys. They help me with a lot of things, and uh, we've talked mostly about uh, okay, this is KDevelop. This is where we want to go with it. Uh, I raised some issues about okay, let's guys, let's make sure KDevelop also works on Windows because this is how we move people to free software. We incrementally show them, hey, this, these are the alternatives which you can use. So, and that's an issue I raised, and uh, okay, we're going to do that as soon as uh, the CI is working as the best. And uh, as you can see on my blog, I've gotten myself into a few tasks to fix a few things in KDevelop. Uh, actually, yeah. And also, I've talked with and started working with Aleish on... Uh, some plugins for KDevelop, one for developing QML applications for Android, and another one which we've mostly just talked about and experimented a little uh, about uh, making applications for Plasma Mobile, which we haven't talked about yet. Okay, right. Let's uh, let's get on the list then of Plasma Mobile and things to talk about. Okay, so I'm starting to get the picture now of how it's coming together and where the value is and uh, and what's going on there. Um, I, I must note note for you as well. I I need to talk to you about K Develop um, about a feature I was looking for the other day, and um, but we'll talk about that uh, another time. I'll keep it secret because I think it could be a killer feature. We should let uh, Aaron tell us more about what he did in the VDG buffs because he was there all day long, in both days. VDG. Uh, so, well, start with VDG then, um, Aaron. What is that? The VDG is a virtual design group who are responsible for doing the uh, breeze theme and the icon set that Plasma Five highlights very, very well. As well, um, and some of the people do the wallpapers too that we're seeing for uh, 5.3 and 5.4, the new one coming out. Okay. The the buff we're going over how we want to interact with Plasma Mobile, uh, what kind of uh, interaction, how we interact with the system, and some design cues that we're going to be I that they're going to be initiating and giving to developers to impinate, impinate. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I saw some of the uh, some of the uh, mock-ups. In fact, Andreas was just with us. Andreas Del Sarto was just with us in the podcast, uh, just sort of quietly viewing. Um, and uh, but I saw some of the mock-ups that we've done of uh, the Plasma Mobile um, on uh, on Google Plus. And I, well, I was actually sorry. I didn't know anything about that 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 was going on and that, that was being worked on. Apart from I knew Scarlett. Um, had mentioned that she was going to start uh, putting together a CI integration on Jenkins for building the ArmHF and mobile stuff. Um, Have you seen it running? I haven't seen it running, no. Um, I only saw the mock-ups. I, I, well, to be honest, I was under the assumption that we hadn't actually got it properly running yet, that we would just got it on mock-ups. Hang on, let's switch to this screen. Okay, this is a screenshot of... Uh the notification bar. Oh, not a screenshot, a photo of the screen. Okay. A photo of the screen, and this is the notification. As you can see, things are not uh, quite aligned yet because it's still just a prototype, so it's in very, very early development. Uh, you, you can see that it's the same layout as in the desktop plasma, the same icons, the same uh, logic 
uh, that's one thing. Uh, what else? Here's the main screen. I hope you can see that. Here's the main uh, screen with a calendar widget opened. Okay. That's uh, another interesting thing. And uh, to show you that it's actually Linux running in there. Oh, by the way, uh, it's running on Wayland. Okay. <laughs> uh, and another thing to show you, this is console running top. Wait, sorry. This is console running top on Plasma Mobile. Nice. So, you, and you, as you can see, we have a key, the keyboard down there. Let me. Yes, this. I can okay. see that. And, yeah. Uh, that little blue uh, circle in the middle—that's a trackpad. Uh, did I say? Uh, okay. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm that little you. red button on Lenovo laptops. That's right. Uh, okay, about system application. So why is there a trackpad when it's a touch screen? Because you can also have a mouse. Yeah. Why do you want to? As, as I told you, uh, it's still in very early development. As you can see, the camera shows everything upside down. <laughs> <laughs> a minor glitch. So, I, th I think the trackpad's there because so you can easily move between words and letters when you're entering commands and and messages and such. I see. It seems to me. Okay. That's how some keyboards have arrow, left and right arrows, so you can move between words and uh, letters. So you guys in the VDG group, you'll have been talking about those UI ideas and how the UI should work and the layouts and uh, what the user experience should be like for Plasma Mobile. Am I right, Aaron? Yep, and they were taught, we were talking about imputations of uh, tying in the KD Connect with your laptop hooking up external dis the monitors, keyboards, mouse, what should happen, lots of different things in that Ooh. nature. No, no, a bit more detail. Tell me more. This this sounds like a this okay. sounds like a plasma mobile convergent desktop type device. I've seen KDE Connect at work and it's and it's ace. Really like it. Um, I would love to have a mobile device that I could just rock up to my desk and be using KDE on my monitor and then out I go and it's on my mobile phone. And I know this is what uh, obviously Ubuntu are working towards with Unity, but uh, so so is that the aim? Is that Was that part of the objective? Was that part of the discussion, Aaron? Where's it going? What, what, what did you take from, uh, from the VDG group in terms of the direction of development for this? I think it's very heading towards convergence. Uh, there's talks about using uh, KD Connect and uh, your desktop and your phone to do two-factor authorization. There was discussions mm -hmm. about what would happen if you plugged in a monitor to your phone. Would it split the view? Would it do dual panel? Would it span across it? Uh, how would it handle connecting the Bluetooth keyboards? There was lots of discussions. Uh, there was a discussion about doing a new lock screen for uh, Plasma 5.4. For the desktop? Yeah, for the desktop. To doing a custom, making your very custom, uh, how you call it, an avatar for your login and kind of use that as a way to identify if that's your real user and not entering your password into a false, uh, 
they say trap to get your root password. Very very interesting stuff coming in for Plasma 4 and then convergence at the end with mobile. That's a, that's a really clever idea about the avatar icon. Uh, I don't know if you've come across uh, Steve Gibson of GRC Research, but uh, he's been um, doing... Uh, trying to promote this thing he calls Squirrel, which is two-factor authentication using your mobile phone and uh, like a Q code that is displayed on the screen and obviously displays on the screen you bring the phone to the device and so now the device that's displaying it on the screen knows it's you because your authentication is on the phone. Uh, so it's that kind of model, isn't it? That kind of idea? It's more of like making your own unique avatar uh, that you would like set for your login and then you would tell okay that's me I trust this I put in my password and you can identify if it's a wrong avatar no that's not me I'm not putting my password because I'm not giving you my root access or anything like that got you okay that's yeah, what that's I sounds... from it. so it sounds exciting so what devices I mean, you obviously, you obviously th those weren't just still screenshots you had of you. That was no. that was Plasma Five running on the device. What what device was that? That was the Nexus Five, which uh, is the phone is the device that's right now officially supported. So that's uh, officially. Uh, what I mean is that that's the main uh, target it's phone. Development device. Yeah, that's the main development device that we're working on right now, but someone from the community already managed to make uh, a port on uh, OnePlus One. It's still less stable and I don't, I haven't tested it yet so I don't want to make any statements on it since I don't know exactly. All I know is what I've read on the KDE forums. I'd like so, to give a shout out to Mario Grip, as his IRC name, who did the Ubuntu Touch port. That, that twerk is based off of Okay. Uh, since we're here, guys, we can play the interview. Yeah. So, uh, okay. During uh, during the academy, we took a, a few interviews of a few core people from uh, KDE, but only a few. We haven't managed to take from everybody. Uh, that's everybody's important. So, uh, but uh, since we only recently got back home. Uh, since only yeah, we have. I have me and also Aaron and Rick. We haven't managed to finish video editing those interviews. So one is done. The rest are in the works. Uh, and the problem is because we're still using Hangouts. I can only show you this uh, in a very non-likable way. Well, I don't like this, but I'm going to show it to you anyhow. We're going to hack it together, but uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, you will have to make the best of it with what we're using. So, uh, so go ahead, a video, yeah, um, play the video. Okay, <clears throat> where is the window? What happened? I want yeah this window. Okay, and I'm gonna hit play. Hello, I'm here with David Edmondson and uh, Martin Grasslin. Have I pronounced them right? Uh, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, first, uh, can you guys please introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a bit about who you are and what you're working on in KDE? 
you've just introduced us. I'm David Edmondson, still, and I work on Plasma, mostly on the desktop side. And I'm Martin Fesslin, and I work on the Window Manager, which is used by Plasma and part of the Plasma project. Okay, awesome. Uh, so, first, can you tell us more about what exactly is Plasma, and to our users to know they're using Plasma now, but let them know what it is. So Plasma is everything that takes you from a black screen to being able to run your applications. So it's your user settings, it's being able to find your applications and switch between applications. So everything to be able to, be able to use applications and get stuff done. Okay, awesome. And can you tell us what is Quinn and why don't we know what Quinn is? So Quinn is the window manager, which means it's responsible for moving your windows and painting your windows. Making them wobbly. Making them wobbly, very important, or putting them on a cube. And you normally don't know anything about Quinn, that that process ex uh, uh, exists at all, because you're not supposed to. It's just something which runs in the background and does all the things for you. But we don't expose the name in the user interface or anything like that. And the only way to know that it exists is if you see Dr. Conkey for the crash dialogue. So, yeah, ideally you don't know that it exists, because if you know, then it means it crashed for you. <laughs> okay, so if you know what it is, something's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you tell us more about uh, the flexibility of Plasma, how, it, uh, how it's portable from one device to another? Sure. So, in particularly in regards to the shell, which is where you have your widgets and your panels and such, Everything is loaded from plugins and plugins and plugins, plugins which load plugins, and those plugins load files. And everything is interchangeable, mostly using QML, which is this JavaScript-like language, a bit like HTML, and we can just swap those files out. So you can just replace a file, suddenly your panel's at the top and it's fixed, and you can't move it, and then you can use it on a mobile. Or maybe we can just, instead of drawing just a wallpaper in the background, we can draw a list of your applications that are running, and that makes like an Android-style launcher. So we just swap these files around, and we can load it. But we can still reuse some of these files and some of these components, so we don't have to write the network management twice. And for more less technical users out there, that means that we can run Plasma on desktop, uh, tablet, phone, and what else? TV. Ah, and on TV. Plasma yeah. TVs are quite common nowadays. <laughs> okay. Well, it's going back. It's more like LED uh, TVs nowadays than plasma TVs. And that's why we need to put plasma back on the TVs again. True. And that's why we have a media center project. Oh, yeah. We just, can you tell us more about that? Sure. So it's reusing some of the same ideals of we use the same technology as a desktop, so we don't rewrite everything. But it plays videos, and everything's big and remote. You can navigate using a TV remote. So the challenge with the media center is that everything has to be large because it's on the TV. So we have a little bit of different setup, and so we cannot directly reuse everything from the desktop because it just doesn't fit one-to-one. -one. And so we have a dedicated shell for the media center, which takes care that everything navigates nicely on a big, uh, big screen. Huge screen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a few more questions for you guys. Uh, there's this big Plasma Mobile right now that everybody's talking about, and all the cool kids want it. Can you tell us something about it? It's still very much in development. 
So if at the moment we're using a Nexus 5 as a reference device, so that means we have an image you can flash onto it, but it's very much we're using that to develop things. It's not going to be in consumers' hands for at least 12 months. And also the development version is currently not yet ready to be a primary device. We still have to do a few more fixes before we can really start using it. Yeah, it's not my main phone just yet. Yeah, mine neither. <laughs> I saw that you can already make phone calls from it, you can web browse, you can open Akanadi in it and all, all that. Not so sure about the Akanadi one, but yes, phone calls and web browsers work. I mean, priorities are getting your emails. Phone calls, not so much, but they work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. Some people still want to phone with a phone. I mean, mostly it's about the apps. I don't get why people want to use a phone for phoning. <laughs> In fact, we want to make a feature where it just doesn't have phone calls. Just quiet mode, so you don't have to keep putting a phone inside a metal tin, which is what I do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, can you tell us more about how people can get involved in your projects? Sure, so we ha <laughs> I've been doing all it. <laughs> okay, so we have various places where you can get started. We have a mailing list, which is plasmadevil at kde.org. Plasma hyphen devel at kde.org. Uh, sorry. Then so it's, it's devel as in developer, not as yeah. in Satan. It's coming at the <laughs> bottom of the screen now. Like, fill us in with an annotation, otherwise I look stupid. And we have an IRC channel for those who want to use IRC. It's hash plasma. Yeah, not hashtag plasma. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have um, some um, work listed on todo.kde.org, for example, for the Great Wayland project, which is the base for our phone project. We have their uh, plasma on Wayland on todo.kde.org with many, many easy-to-solve ta uh, easy tasks. Of course, there is more than just development tasks. You could be on the firm's kde.org to help us moderate, to help us support our users. Uh, you could be part of the visual design group if you're into design or into user interaction. They are also on firm.kde.org. We need translators for all the many languages KDE software ships in. So for that, it's, I think, i18n.kde.org or l10n.kde.org. Um, and you help Plasma simply by using it and showing more people who happen to be looking at your screen how good Plasma is. And an obvious thing, if you have a problem with your Plasma, just report a bug on bugskde.org. That's also an awesome way to help making Plasma better. If you have problems and we don't know about it, we cannot fix them. I also heard a rumor that uh, a bug report on Plasma Shell takes less than 24 hours to get a reply. I Is think, that true? I think typically there are, we have people in different time zones who are very much on top of these things. Any bug report to Plasma Shell goes directly to my phone, which means it goes directly to my pocket, which means you can have direct contact with my pocket. <laughs> okay. So also every Quinn bug goes directly in my inbox. I don't think so much to the phone because I get too many mails, but in theory it could also go to my phone. <laughs> And to Masson's pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's our new tagline for bugs.kd.org. Get in the developer's pocket. Okay, guys, now I have a different kind of question for you. How do you two feel about everybody using something you create? It's something that you just you created that, you're using that, but you also see so many people use day on a daily basis your work. 
Well, I can tell you about how it was in the beginning. So when I did my first patch, that was really, really difficult because I was so afraid of breaking stuff and I knew it goes to millions of users, like next Kubuntu release and it's out to millions of users. So that was really scary kind of, but you get used to it and you have to also sometimes forget about it and live in your own bubble to not get confused about it, but in general, yeah, it's kind of awesome to know, hey, there's a deployment like the Munich project, which has 10,000 of users, and you know they use your code. That's, yeah, it's kind of nice. I find myself, whenever I see someone with a laptop open, I always try and have a sneaky peek just to see if they're look, running uh, Plasma or not. I think I'm quite annoying at airports. Oh, and... <laughs> For me, it's like when I watch videos and they have uh, some desktop or notebook showing, I'm always looking at um, what kind of environment it is, and quite often it's actually Plasma and that. <laughs> okay, thank you guys very much. Okay, so that was it. <clears throat> that was really ace. That was absolutely brilliant. Those guys were... They were just cool. They were just, they were really cool and fun guys and not really what I expected from, you know, a Plasma, uh, from the developer of Plasma and, uh, and obviously Quinn, K-Win. Um, <clears throat> awesome. And I, a really great interview as well with some really good questions. Uh, did you make those questions up yourself, or did you, or did you get have some help from Aaron or the community or what? <clears throat> Trello. We used Trello, and we still do, to organize everything we do in uh, Kubuntu promotion, including uh, podcast. And we just set up a new card with checklists and added there the questions. We talked about them, and we just kept adding them, editing, removing, until we got a final uh, layout of what questions we want to ask. Now, the good news, of course, is that that was one only one of a number of interviews that you guys managed to get yourselves organized around getting captured throughout the week at Academy. Um, what else have we got to look forward to then, guys? The other interviews? Yeah. So on about the other interviews, we have, let me check, an interview with uh, Andrew Lake, and Aaron can tell us who that is. Yeah, unmute your mic, uh, mic, Aaron, and uh, come back and join the party, brother. Andrew Lake and I don't know how I'm gonna butcher Jen's last name are both uh, from the VDG group, uh, VDG. So we wanted to uh, highlight some of their work in Plasma Five. We got, and then we have Matthias. We had two Matthiases. One is Matthias Klump. And one is Matthias uh, Krishner. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Matthias Klump is uh, working on uh, AppStream and one or uh, Aaron, you understood this topic better than I did. He's he's working on uh, AppStream, and AppStream is a uh, basically metadata like how you go through one Discover or Ubuntu Software Center. You'd see the application. You see as ratings, screenshots, reviews, um, images for the icon and such. Uh, that's basically what app metadata is for it. And then AppStream 
is a bat new back end, I believe, from my understanding, that uh, Debian's going to be start using once Matthias Comps gets it finished and everything. And then eventually we will start using in Kubuntu for Muon Discover. Cool. And the other guy, the other Matthias was, he still is, Matthias uh, Krishner. Krishner. He's, uh, I think, vice president of the Free Software Foundation Europe. I hope I'm not messing up his title. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so well, of course, open source is and how open source projects uh, have their meaning and gave us some advices. Also, we talked with uh, Lydia Pincher. Pincher. Ah, yeah. Lydia Pincher. I, I think I'm pronouncing it right. I'm not sure. Uh, she is the president of KDEV. Okay. The legal entity behind KDE. So, whenever there's something legal to be done, KDEV is the organ organization that, that uh, takes care of all that. And uh, KDEV also takes care of uh, financial issues for KDE projects and many other things, which Lydia explained in her interview. So, all those will be done soon. And uh, when they're Done editing. We also want to put some overlay with their some kind of lower third with their name and correct title. Okay. So, um, well, maybe we could. Uh, so, roughly, how much uh, time in total do we have in uh, in interviews? Uh, in interview time. Each interview takes between five and ten minutes, and we have uh, six interviews. Okay, so um, well, I know you guys have uh, you've given me some access to that and uh, to to some of the video stuff and uh, one of my uh, video I... sorry, there's one video missing for for Matthias Krishner which you can't see yet because we did a small experiment and recorded that video in 4K <laughs> and that's a five minute interview that has 2.5 gigabytes. <laughs> so after that experience, we said, "Okay, no more 4K." Sorry. After that, no more 4K. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. So the only way to share that is BitTorrent. <laughs> uh, we can still put it on own cloud, but and I'm going to reduce it quickly. But uh, as soon as we can, as soon as I can finish, well, right now I'm running some tests using my Raspberry Pi to. Clean up a, a hard drive because I have no more space on my own cloud. I have one more gigabyte three or something, so I have to clear up something on my own cloud. Okay. So, well, the net result is that, guys, you know, for those of you who are watching this or listening to the podcast, um, we will be putting those interviews together and making them available. Uh, we'll discuss that uh, as a team, as the podcast team offline, and figure out how we're going to get those to you because obviously we've got a month now until our next live show. Um, so during that month, follow us on, on Google Plus and, uh, and get in touch with us via the IRC channel. You can come and join us and chat to us in uh, hash uh, kubuntu-podcast on Freenode. And, uh, and keep an eye on what we're doing or come and join us on the, the mailing list. And uh, we will get those videos out and published so that you guys can see them 
uh, in short shift, just as soon as we can get those things done. So, there um, are a few things that happen at Academy that we should at least mention if we're not going to talk about all of those. All of the, we're going to get to the paddleboarding, aren't we? We won't, we won't uh, miss that. Yeah, I was hoping to leave that for last. <laughs> uh, well, so, we'll do that last, so let, we, let's save that till last. We'll save that yeah, till last. Let's for do our the important viewers. stuff first. So Aaron can dig out some pictures uh, of the paddleboarding while he's there. Oh, uh, jeez. Uh, so, everybody using Kubuntu and Plasma, keep your eyes peeled. 5.4 is coming out soon. And it's going to be awesome. Many, many new things and awesome things are going to be in there. Uh, one thing which I'm going to mention is uh, Baloo. If you know what Baloo is, it's the search uh, thingy which you open by Alt Space or Alt F2, which searches through everything you give it permission to. And it uh, recently it gets a new UI that shows you some progress, a progress bar that represents how much of your things got indexed, which we didn't have before, and it's awesome right now. We're going to have it. Uh, that's one thing. What else? Uh, should we? Aaron? Yes? What other projects should we mention right now that there were talks and boffs about? Uh... Speaking of uh, Plasma 5.4, I think we have a new uh, high contrast theme for people who have difficult seeing coming into 5.4 from one of the VDG uh, sessions. That's good. Uh, David ha held a lightning talk about, and he also had a buff about uh, high DPI on Plasma because. Most applications that are currently done, they don't calculate the pixel ratio, I think. Uh, they don't calculate it correctly. And he, he said that just a small snippet of code you have to change to calculate it correctly, and then everything works awesomely on high DPI. Yeah, because, of course, the whole engine behind Plasma and all, everything that paints that workspace is all SVG-based, isn't it? It's all um, scalable vectors. Yeah, mostly. Uh, okay, what else? Mm, ah, WikiFM, uh, which has been renamed to WikiTutor, uh, is a new... I don't know how to call it. It's MediaWiki combined... It's a MediaWiki-like... I don't know exactly how it's it, organized. WikiWiki in the back end. Yeah, it uses MediaWiki in the backend, and it has some kind of plugins that organize content as a course. And we're going to use that for... Uh, the, the, no, it's now part of KDE, and also we're going to have on that uh, KDE courses. Uh, there was a buff about uh, making courses for KDE development, for Android, for desktop, for anything. And... Uh, we plan to put those courses in there. Uh, what else? That sounds really, really cool, actually. I think um, so. Does that mean that uh, the is WikiFM uh, is that like a web-based platform, or will you be able to install that via the Muon Desk Discovery Center into your? It's a web-based service that you use. That you use. It's. Your, I don't know exactly where and how is it hosted, or if any. 
or how you can get it to host it. I didn't uh, really participate in all those uh, at the, the BOF. Uh, but I know it's an awesome product that especially students can look into. And that's, that's how they started the project, by keeping content they needed in class in a, a common place so they could all access it and they kept updating it. That's how they started the project. And that's the best way to use it. So it's a very it's an awesome tool for students. Excellent. <clears throat> that sounds that sounds really really good. And I, I I think I'm I'm kind of very keen to see the the uh, uh, either inbuilt or very very easily accessible and recommended almost like kind of the way Jockey recommends drivers in Kubuntu. Some kind of recommended. Um, tutorial platform where you could put tutorials for Dolphin or for Kate or yeah. things like that. I mean, we already you know, have those on user base right now, but uh, probably they're gonna. Th that's more for courses. Uh, this is, I don't know. We're gonna talk about that and see. Sure. Okay. Uh, some other things. We had a lot of talks about vision, the vision of the project, the vision of KDE. The talks on that were very very long uh, another thing Shashlik is another uh, an awesome tool that allows you to run Android applications on a Linux platform that includes plasma mobile that includes your desktop so you can run Android applications on your desktop and on plasma mobile oh boy that sounds amazing yeah that and that's called Shash Shashlik Shashlik S H A S H L I K. Okay, and we'll get something in the show notes about that. Yeah, uh, there was a talk about continuous uh, integration. Uh, okay, the group photo. What else was there? Uh, Krita. There was more. There were more talks about Krita. Uh, how the new Plasma and, and Queen work on Wayland, and how are they working with it? With that. Uh, Sandboxing, yeah. Let's not forget about sandboxing. Uh, it's a uh, new, well, newish project uh, that some people are working on. Uh, I'm going to mention here Daniel Vratil. He's working on it, but he's not the only one working on it. It's an, an, a way that you can run on your desktop applications sandboxed from the rest of the system. What, what's happening? Hmm? Okay, that's uh, and that's very high. It's highly in development right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> right. I'm not clicking anything. Whoever wants to switch that off, hands switch up, it everybody. Off. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to switch it off, and we're you're switching it on, and we're oh, okay. <laughs> hands up. And at the end of the talks, there were the Academy Awards. And some people received some awards for doing what they do and what they did awesome. That's for, that's for the talks. And the buffs, well, those are quite a lot. I'm not going to mention them now. There were many of them. So just go to the Academy website. You'll find the link to the buffs page there, and you can see what buffs took, took place and links to the wiki page of the notes for each buff. Okay. Uh, so, Aaron, um, before we get into paddleboarding, 
have you got anything else, uh, anything else to add about uh, some of the things that went on at Academy? Anything else that we uh, should should uh, let our viewers and listeners know about? There are a lot of parties at Academy. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, code hard, you party hard. Yeah, most people, from what I understand, after academy, after each academy, they need about a week to recover because <laughs> during the whole period of academy, work during the day, party during the night. So continuously doing that. So when we get home, we need another holiday. Just rest, recover. <laughs> sounds sounds <clears throat> sounds absolutely awesome. So, do we know yet where Academy 2016 is going to go and take place? And how people can find out so about far. it. There are only rumors so far, so I'm not going to say anything more about that. Okay, but uh, but the, but there is going to be an Academy 2016 then, is that? Or is we that hope. still a rumor too? We hope so. Yeah, uh, that'd be really good. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You're one. Okay, so we have five more minutes. Let's go into paddleboarding. Alex, oh yeah! Get started on that. <laughs> yeah, Kubuntu, the Kubuntu team in wetsuits. Oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna prepare some horrible pictures on my phone. Ah, uh, jeez. Does this? Okay, now I'm doing this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so this is Jonathan in his. Uh, wow! Wow! Wetsuit. That's too fast, Aaron. Slow down. That's Jonathan in his wetsuit, <laughs> preparing. I uh, would need need you to uh, present to everyone a video. Oh, uh, let me. I've got that. I've got that for you. I've got that. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Okay, so this is Jonathan. Jonathan Riddell in a wetsuit, preparing to go paddleboarding. Uh, he, look, he looks like he's been wrestling with that wetsuit. He looks tired now just from trying to oh, get in it. You don't want to see the pictures of us trying to get those wetsuits on. You, I'm not <laughs> going to show you those pictures. I'm on the video trying to get the dang wetsuit on. This is when he's he was done. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's Aaron. Ah, uh, jeez. Hey! <laughs> hey, look at you! That's more comfortable for me than a video, though. <laughs> yeah, the first time I took it on, I took it on backwards. <laughs> and I had to take it off and take it on again. Oh, that was a pain. Uh, here's Aaron with my brother, uh, Raul. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, and here, here I am. There he is. Look at that. Yeah, it's that. That's a very masculine pose you've got going on there, over you. Yeah, except my belly. <laughs> <laughs> now okay. wait till you see I me. I have a, a few more a pictures <laughs> of us on the water, which I'm going to show you in a moment. Okay. Jonathan has Flickr account. So, uh, so you guys had good fun uh, going out and doing some paddle boarding, and uh, that must have been really good to get together and be in the same location uh, and hang out and you know bond and work together and play together and have some fun. Um, you know, was that your experience? Was it really quite a binding uh, experience for developing the team? 
Okay. Do you see this? We'll do in a moment. Yeah, I do now, I think. I don't think it... All right, you can present it to everybody. I got it. That's being presented to everybody. Yep. No, I'm still presented, presenting. Let me stop. Oh, hold it on. on. I've got Here. it. Hang on. I'm going to present to everyone. But I will in a moment. There. No, I've stopped you again. <laughs> okay, you do. My hands are up. I'm not touching. You okay, press I'm it over to you. I'm doing it. All righty. Yeah, there, there we go. Wow, that looks... I... Uh, it's a bit cloudy that day. Yeah. yeah we uh... went with a few, I don't know, a hundred or so meters into the ocean, and then it started raining, and we kept paddleboarding in the rain. That's me. Oh, yeah. The sea looks quite calm as well. It looks like you were... Where we were then, yeah, it was. That's a good picture. This is a better one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> fell on that one. <laughs> you can get a better one. <laughs> yeah, that's the best yeah, one. That's one. the best picture of me. <laughs> so uh, the paddle body needs a bit of practice then a video, yeah? We have Quite a video, a I guess. Uh, we have a few more photos and uh, maybe videos that the instructors took of us, but we didn't get them yet. We're going to have to ping Jonathan for those. Cool, Let cool. Let me see what this does. What does this do? Be quiet. That's the Kubuntu video. I think. It doesn't play. Oh. Uh, I can play it. I have it here ready. I just played it. Okay, that was I fast. If I... Actually, I, yeah, I know. I thought it was longer than that. No, just three seconds. So we stayed Not in the wetsuits there on the beach, and we all screamed, Kubuntu! <laughs> Good stuff. Well, guys, um, it sounds like you, you've had just a fantastic time and a wonderful week in Spain, and it sounds like just some amazing things got done, some really cool vision, some really cool direction and road mapping with some amazing features that are going to come into KDE and, of course, uh, by default, of course, into Kubuntu afterwards. Um, so it's been really, really good. Unfortunately, of course, we're Aaron, out of time. Our hour is up. Aaron, what do you have there? <clears throat> I have our mascot, Katie mascot. Hey, it's Conky. Woo, yeah. Where did you get that? Oh, Tell us about I, that then. I got this at the Academy's little shop. They were selling t-shirts and, well, mostly t-shirts and our hats and this big guy. So, of course, yeah, little, uh, little, our but viewers and followers know our viewers and, and followers will know that of course because we use Conky for the we use the little Conky journalist with his camera and his microphone for the Kubuntu podcast and uh, I think we should uh, maybe if we can get a get some be really good to get some T-shirts or something done with uh, with the little Conky guy on it because he's just the coolest mascot. Yeah, 
we still have that offer with the Kubuntu, with the KDE Gears for people who can find the a themes, a theme song, or can compose a theme song for uh, the Kubuntu podcast. We still have that running. We do now. You're holding a print, a 3D printed KDE gear. Yeah, then Aaron managed to <laughs> smuggle one for me. Oh yeah, that's cool. And has Aaron still got a KDE gear? Yes. Uh, yeah. My big one. The ah, big one. yeah, cool. So, well, Rick still hasn't built his 3D printer yet, but uh, that is uh, that looks <laughs> oh, like that's going to get underway in September. My 3D printer. Here it is. That's it. What is it? A motor. That it just looks like the motor. Is that the first part? Yeah, that, this is the first part. Oh, okay. So so is far, this in, is this, is this like one of those magazines? You get a, you get a three D printer and it comes in a magazine, five hundred parts. Circuits for experimenting. So this is the state of my three D printer. Cool, cool, cool. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So well, let's get into the outro section here then. Um, okay. But, uh, and uh, thank you for for joining us. So. Um, Yes, we have got this competition running. We're going to keep that running uh, probably towards uh, late to, to, to later in the year for somebody to compose or choose or recommend some theme tune, tune, uh, theme tune music that we can use for the podcast. Uh, currently, we're using Fats Waller in the interim for the time being, but, uh, but please do get in touch with us. Now, <clears throat> you can find out more about Kubuntu by visiting kubuntu.org, and you can join... Uh, the Kubuntu team and get involved with all of the users and the community at irc.freenode.net. Uh, if you join the hash Kubuntu channel there, that will take you directly to the community. If you want to interact with us, the Kubuntu podcast team, then you can do the same thing, irc.freenode.net, hash Kubuntu hyphen podcast. Uh, we are generally always available in the IRC channel. Come and chat to us and some of the other developers that are there. Of course, follow us and the podcast team on Google+, Kubuntu Podcast. You can find out about us there. Uh, my guests joining me this evening are Aaron Honeycutt, and you can find out more about Aaron at twitter.com, Honeycutt, And, of course, Ovidiu Florin Bogodan. Did I get that right? Good enough. Good enough. So, and you can find out more about a video at avideo.geekaliens.com. So, I'm going to hand over these guys to say their outro. I just feel so, uh, uh, so much like I missed out something really, really good and special at Academy. Uh, so, if it goes off in 2016, I'm going to do my very best uh, to try and be there. Uh, it's been great spending time with you. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. My name is Rick Timmis, and I'll see you soon. So, uh, Rick, if you still want to join, there's going to be a Ronda meeting. You can still join in that one, where people will gather, gather to do more KDE development. Okay, so I'm Ovidio Florin Bogdan. See you soon. I'm Aaron. See you next show, guys. <laughs>